up, gentlemen? My name is Charlie Ungamak, and you are watching the Gird Up Podcast. This is the place where young men learn to be the men that God created them to be. I love you all, gentlemen. I'm really happy to have you here. If you're a new viewer or listener, my goodness, you're in the right spot. Today we're going to talk about prayer clauses, but before we do that, there's a couple of things we need to cover. First of all, all you haters who are making fun of me for having a bad haircut for the last couple of weeks, does it make more sense now, fellas? Do I look okay now? I was growing out the hair on top of my head because I'm losing the hair on top of my head. In order to cover up for the fact that I'm losing hair on top of the head, the hair up there needs to be longer. So sorry, I looked like scruff for the last couple of weeks. I hope I look better now. I love you all. Uh, second thing is, if you don't have a gird up shirt or your gird up gear, you need to go get on the website and order some. The website is slowly but surely being updated. I'm trying to be consistent about um, getting those things up there. Every time I talk about a resource here, I'm putting it up there. That list of resources is growing, so please go use the resources on the website. Go buy some gird up gear. Help support the podcast. There's lots of different ways you can support the podcast. All that information is at the end of the show in the outro. So listen to this podcast. Then jump on the uh, either Patreon or the website to help support the show. Okay, thank you also to our sponsors. Today we're going to talk about prayer closets. Now, uh, the concept of a prayer closet—I've never heard it called a prayer closet before—but uh, it is something that I have done with regularity in my past, particularly when I was teaching. Um, sometimes things happen when you uh, need to talk to Jesus, but you don't have time to go, you know, like out to your car and sit down and say a couple of prayers. Or you can't put it off until the end of the day and you get some quiet time to say your prayers. Sometimes you just need to talk to Jesus in that moment. And the best way to do that is a prayer closet. Now, um, the term prayer closet is not one of my terms. It came from this book. It's called The Executioner's Redemption. It's written by Reverend Timothy R. Carter. Now, Reverend Carter was a... Um, prison guard in the state of Texas for a long time. Um, he's now a Lutheran pastor in the LCMS. Um, but while he was a prison guard, he was on the death squad and participated in more than 150 executions in the um, Texas state prisons. And he brings a really unique perspective to faith, um, to capital punishment, um, even to prisons and things like that. The reason I picked it up is that Mr. Dave Hockmuth, who many of you know, and uh, he has been on the podcast before. Go back. It's a great episode, by the way, with Dave Hockmuth. Um, actually, the reason Dave got into doing prison ministry is that his brother was incarcerated. Well, the reason I read the book um, is that in my time in Milwaukee, I interacted with a lot of different men. Like I, I can name at least a dozen off the top of my head who either were incarcerated and then got out while I was there and I got to know them. Um, I knew them before they were incarcerated and I knew them when they went in um, or they were in and out the whole time I was out there. And I genuinely can call several of them my friends. And I, it's a weird place to be as a Christian um, to know that a man you might even respect um, is what, Reverend Carter would call a, a human wolf. So uh, it's it's a fascinating book. It was a really good read, um, and it uh, kind of brought a cool perspective to that um, and did help me, I think, understand a lot of the relationships um, that men who make choices we wouldn't recommend, <laughs> let's put it that way, uh, the relationship that they have with the government, um, with each other, and even with their friends and family. It's, 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 it's a cool book. I would suggest it. Go read it, The Executioner's Redemption. Uh, but one of the things he talks about is on his rough days as a prison guard, actually pretty much every day, but particularly on his rough days as a prison guard, he would employ a concept 
that he calls a prayer closet. Um, and so as a Christian man working in the prisons, his goal was not to be bigger, tougher, and meaner than the men that he's guarding, um, but to be gentle and kind and loving and compassionate to demonstrate all the fruits of the Spirit that Christians are ought they're supposed to be demonstrating. Um, and so um, it, that becomes very, very hard when prison guards are being attacked, when, when you're being attacked, uh, when people are insulting you um, on, a, on a day where you're putting a man to death and you're not sure if the man's guilty or innocent, uh, when family is accusing you of you know, being a murderer for putting this man to death, all that kind of stuff, he would employ a concept called a prayer closet. And basically all that means is you find a quiet moment to yourself and you talk to God about what's happening in real time while it's happening. And that doesn't necessarily need to be a closet. I like the idea of a closet. I guess it's kind of a cool concept. Um, but it could just be as simple as stepping into the bathroom, finding a bathroom stall. I mean, standing in front of the urinal and saying a quick prayer. It could actually be a, like a broom closet or something. You'll find a quiet spot. Maybe it's your desk in your office, whatever it might be. Uh, but when something starts to stress you out, when something starts interfering with the... Um, peace and understanding, the peace that surpasses understanding um, that you receive from your Heavenly Father. If if you are a man doing the things you ought to be doing, you began your day in prayer and meditation on the Word of God anyway. Um, and so you should have started your day walking with the Lord. And as you feel yourself either stop walking with the Lord or drift away from that walk as you go throughout the day, will that because be because of stress, uh, because of some sort of trauma, uh, because of something somebody said, because of worries, uh, because of difficult days, whatever it might be, you step back into that prayer closet and you say your prayers. Now, of course, I am an advocate of regular, habitual, even recorded prayers. Every single day when I wake up, I uh, crack open my Bible, make a cup of coffee, crack open my Bible, read my Bible, say my prayers, usually sing a couple of hymns, and I record what I pray for on different days. And And I need to work on getting uh, the different formats that I use for my prayers out on the website as well. Um, but usually I will either go, just go right down the list, I'll say thank you to Jesus, then I'll ask for personal things, so the things that are on my heart and my mind, and then I will intercede on other people's behalf. Um, and I, I do that in different ways, depending on the day. But I record that, and I make that a habitual part of my day-to-day -day prayers. It's part of my routine every single day. Um, and if I miss a day or two, I get right back on. It's one of those things that's just an uh, it's it's a non-negotiable for me. It's something that I do every single day. Even like this weekend, I was at a wedding. I stayed at somebody else's house for two days, and I still found time and found a way to do it. Uh, the first day, I went to a coffee shop and cracked open my Bible and read a, read my Bible and did my prayers right there in the coffee shop while I was sipping my coffee. Um, this morning, the people that I was staying with were gone by the time I woke up, so <clears throat> I just went out on their back patio and said, read my Bible, said my prayers. But... If you're only talking to Jesus in the morning and then the rest of the day you're like, oh, I'm good, I'm covered, you're missing out on a significant amount of peace, significant amount of wisdom and guidance that your Heavenly Father is going to provide to you if you take the time to communicate with Him. Think about it as a relationship with somebody else around you. If, if you uh, only communicated with your boyfriend or girlfriend once a day, okay, let's, dudes, it better be girlfriends. All right? If you only communicate with your girlfriend once a day, and in that 20 minutes that you've scheduled for it and never, ever communicate with her outside of that and don't even think about her outside of that, you being a very good boyfriend, is that relationship going to last? Probably not. You need to talk to her throughout the day. You need to spend time with her throughout the day. She should be on your mind throughout the day. 
Um, and you should be reflecting on what you have, who she is, all that kind of thing. I'm not saying you should be obsessed with her and never think about anything else. I'm saying she should be on your mind all the time. She should be an active part of your life and of your day. Same thing with your family. If you only call your family once a week on the scheduled family phone call and never talk to them otherwise, never it's, it's better than nothing. But is it really going to be a good, healthy, happy relationship? It's going to be hard for me to imagine that. Okay, So be active in your relationship with your Heavenly Father. Recognize that your Father has promised that He will be with you wherever you go. And start talking to Him throughout the day because He's with you wherever you go. And that doesn't need to be some formal prayer. You don't need to go back and say Luther's morning prayer again because it's before noon. And then, oh, I need a prayer closet. And it's afternoon, so now i got to say Luther's evening prayer. That's not what I'm talking about. Sit down. Or take your time quietly and just say to, you, say to the Lord, Lord, I need your help. It's a difficult situation. I'm not sure what to do. You know, Lord, um, I need your help being patient. This woman is driving me insane. I need your help being patient. Help me to display the fruits of the Spirit, to be patient and gentle and kind as I deal with this woman. Lord, help me to be uh, treated with love and respect and to let your light shine through this difficult situation. Or maybe it's, Lord, I'm being lazy today, and and I know that being lazy is the same thing as stealing from the company. So, Lord, give me some energy. Help me to be, help me to be a good worker, uh, to do my job well, um, to be an asset to the company and to my community today as I serve you, Lord. And then help me to get a good night's sleep tonight, so I'm ready to go again tomorrow. Uh, but Lord, help me to be honest and fair, not steal from the company by being lazy today. Uh, light a fire under me, Lord. Help me to do my job well today. Right? Or maybe it's just as simple as, Lord, the baby will not stop crying. <sighs> Lord, I don't know if you're too willing to make the baby stop or not, um, but give me the patience to be a good dad. Give me the patience to be a loving father, a loving husband, who does his job and does his duty well. Lord, give me the strength that I need. A prayer closet. Your Savior promises that he is with you and you can access him at any time. He even says pray continually. He says there's absolutely nothing you can't talk to him about. And it brings him great joy to intercede before, with, for you before the throne of God. So use him. Use him. He loved you even to the point of death. And you don't think he cares about the little things going on in your life? Use the resources that God has given you. Talk to your father throughout the day. And remember that the only thing that's important and needful is my relationship with my Heavenly Father. Nothing else matters besides this relationship. Okay? And you're gonna this relationship is gonna be happy and healthy and strong if you spend time in the Word of God and talk to your Heavenly Father every single day, throughout the day, all the time. My encouragement to you today is to uh, engage in prayer closet conversations with Jesus. Um, and don't be afraid to tell other people about it as well. God bless you. Go read this book. Shout out to Dave Hockmuth. Go be the man that God created you to be. We'll see you next time. Gentlemen, that's the end of the video. That's all we got for you this time. So on behalf of all those involved in creating, editing, producing, and publishing this content, thank you for being a part of the Gird Up family. If you're not listening to the Gird Up podcast yet on whatever platform is your favorite podcast platform, you need to go subscribe right now now and start listening today there you will find over 300 episodes of interviews man talk and all kinds of other things all geared at helping you become a man after god's own heart it's a great resource 
still use it wisely. We also ask that you would consider supporting Gird Up Ministries by shopping at the store at girdupministries.com, buying a shirt like this one or stickers for the back of your car, your water bottles, whatever. You can support us on Patreon by donating. Just look up Gird Up Ministries there on Patreon. Or you can go to girdupministries.com and buy us a cup of coffee. That's just a one-time $5 donation. Anything you donate goes right back into making content like this for men like you. Make sure you're following us on social media, particularly Facebook and Instagram. Like all of our posts, share them, get the word out to the world that we can and are ready to be men after God's own heart. With all that being said, gentlemen, I love you. I deeply care about you. I hope that this has been a blessing on your journey towards Christian manhood. Now go, gird up, and be the man that God created you to be. We'll see you next time.